What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with someone that helps entrepreneurs, business owners, real estate investors build more wealth through access to capital to own the buildings that they're already using. Welcome to the show, Paul Neal. All right. Welcome to the show today, Paul. How are you doing? Hey, Dan, I'm doing great. I'm excited about being here, man. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped to have you uh, on the show and to get in front of our uh, listeners, in particular, you know, real estate investors or business owners or, or people that want to learn how to get access to more capital to build their long-term wealth. So why don't you give give the listeners a little bit of your bio and background and some of the things you do to help people build wealth. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. So uh, uh, the real short 30,000 foot story here is I'm a um, serial entrepreneur. I've owned uh, six businesses over the course of my career. Um, I've had some some great successes and uh, had some some interesting failures uh, in the in the Great Recession of 08. Mm. Uh, just recently sold a business a few years ago for a really nice, healthy seven figure sum. So I've I've seen it all sort of from the entrepreneur business owner you know perspective, and um, just love working with that tribe. And so I've always been fascinated in finance. I've worked in finance in and out since 1998. I did my first real estate transaction then, and. Um, you know, we, we, we've come to learn over the years that most people think when they need funding for a project, for a, a business acquisition or real estate of, of any type, they go to the local bank. That's what we're kind of taught to do with, you know, residential. Um, but my experience says otherwise. And um, a lot of uh, the folks that I know understand and have learned some of them the hard way, particularly through 2008, that the banks really aren't your friend and not necessarily the best place to go to, to secure that kind of a funding um, for a litany of reasons. And so what we provide is alternative sources. Um, we're, we're like a, essentially a funding concierge that partners up with the, the business owner, investor, professional, gets to know what they're trying to accomplish sort of on the short long-term situation, and then just makes recommendations um, because we know the market, we know where the money is, and try to help them make the right choice um, you know, in a funding kind of situation, if that's what ultimately is called for. Where, where do you think most real estate investors or entrepreneurs, where do they struggle the most with this? And where, where are they giving up the biggest opportunities perhaps to build wealth? Well, I think they struggle in a sense that particularly the entrepreneurs that, that, that are, trying to run a business they're trying to grow a business and so that can be a very demanding um mistress and so when it comes to you know looking for opportunities for capital whatnot that they you know typically we see they talk to you know one or two people one or two banks and they get the typical you know kind of blow offs or whatnot or worse they they get in a situation where the bank will do the loan and they they enter into some some terms that may not be the best for them covenants things like that that sort of tie them to the bank um and future business performance which is is um you know it's great when everything is going completely fine but when things aren't um it can be you know it can be not so good so um one of the areas that we see that people trip over all the time and just don't even think they can go there 
is on the owner-occupied commercial mm. space. You know, we hear a lot about, you know, investment real estate and, and you know, you know, build your portfolio um, and, and uh, you know, of, of single family homes and apartments, that sort of thing. And that's all very good and, and well. But in addition to that, if you, you know, a professional who has to have a local presence. So like, for instance, um, your local contractor, um, you've got employees, maybe you have a, a small trucking company or you're a veterinarian or something like that. And so you're renting your building, you're leasing it out. And you're paying, you know, thousands of dollars out the window. You're foregoing a lot of the benefits of of owning that space, um, you know, which are many. They're legion: the tax advantages, the leverage, the ability to 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 maybe lease part of the building out to help defer the cost, so somebody else can pay your pay your freight. Um, and not only that, your business is worth more when you go to sell. Um, real estate changes the transaction; it adds more value to the whole, you know, business peace versus just a customer base and blue sky. And um, quick story, a, a friend of mine, a client, she's a, she's a doctor and she bought her, her building about 12, 13 years ago. Anyway, recently approaching retirement and, and like in the medical field, a lot of these small practices are, are you know, being purchased by these larger medical groups. So uh, she agreed to sell. They bought her practice. She got a nice payout. She's still working there for a few years. But the awesome thing about it is her building is now paid off and they're now renting the building from her, you know, into the future. So she's got this great, you know, passive stream of income, um, you know, plus the payout on the, on the business that, that will last her through retirement. So just, just a lot of opportunities there that I think people stumble over and they, because they don't think they can do it, generally speaking, buying their own building. Hmm. What, um, yeah. So you're talking about like, the typical business owner, right? They sign up for a five or 10 year lease and you're basically teaching them, you know, instead of going and paying that landlord, you know, go out, buy your own building, operate it, you know, your business the same, except now you're, you're paying yourself basically, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And, yeah. and, and, and if you're smart, you buy a building a little larger than you need, right? right. So you take, uh, like another client, he's got a warehouse. This particular guy's got a, he's got a, a roofing business. He bought a warehouse that's about 12,000 square feet. He only needs about 6,000 square feet. And so he's got the other 6,000 leased out and they're paying the freight. Hold that thought for a second. Did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, go to my Instagram account, it's the Dan Lesniak, and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at ddanlesniak and send me a direct message. What um what what does it typically look like? For the, the the you know the typical business owner who makes this move, is the cost the same, more or less? Do they have to come up with a huge down payment? Like walk us through some of the the financial uh, modeling on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of things about that. Um, yeah, most people think again because they they work with the local bank that it's it's going to be a very large down payment you know typically if you go to a bank they're going to want 20 to 25% down and so 
you know, if you buy a, a building that's, uh, we'll just say a million dollar building or a $2 million building, you know, that's a pretty good chunk of change, two to $400,000 worth of cash that you basically have to take off the table as your operating capital uh, or out of other investments to, to put into the business. And that, in, in many cases, that's the impediment. Uh, from a payment standpoint, you know, generally speaking, um, pay, payments are, are at par or less than a rent situation. And the good news is it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't increase like rent. Typically, you know, most rent contracts have uh, leases have, you know, escalation clauses built in. Um, so, so the down payment, you know, we've sourced deals, you know, as low as zero down payment. So wow. yeah, in most cases we're in the, in the five to 15%, but based on this, you know, this, the structure of the business and, and um, you know, what that looks like, um, yeah, it, it, and that's what we hear a lot. It's like, wow, we can do this. Uh, we even have situations where we've got a got a client right now who's closing next week on a building. He owns a restaurant. His financials are not that strong, um, just due to a lot of things. COVID was an issue, um, just just some other things. But at the end of the day, we have some investors that will fund the purchase of the building. Um, without even reviewing his financials. Now, for him, it does require more down payment, that situation, but but that's still not an impediment. And his issue was more defensive, uh, Dan, because hmm, really? he's, yeah, he's been in this building for five or six years. He's developed, actually eight or nine years. He's developed a clientele. It's a local building. He, fit, he fitted out the kitchen the way he wanted to be fitted out. And then out of the blue, the owner shows up one day and says, hey, I'm going to sell the building. I'm going to give you first right of refusal, but if you don't buy the building, then I'm going to go put it on the block. And, you know, there's no telling whether or not you're going to be, you know, a tenant anymore once hmm. the new owners take over. So for him, if he had to, if he's forced out of the situation, because as a, as a, as a lacey, you have no control over that. Right. You know, that, that, that he's got to, he's got to find another building and he's a local business, right? So if he moves, you know, three miles down the road, if he can find an adequate space, then he might lose a percentage of his clientele. So that that's an income hit. The cost of moving is an income hit. The cost of building the kitchen out the way he wants is an income hit, you know? And then, and, and let's suppose he does that. Well, what's to say, you know, two, three, four, five years downstream, that building owner doesn't do the same thing. Right. Yeah. No, this, I mean, this definitely gives you more control. Um you've kind of walked through how a lot of times the numbers are the same or better, or if you get bigger, you, you know, other people are paying it for you. And then maybe you might not even have to do the down payment. And then the other thing we haven't hit on potentially is a lot of people probably get a big tax benefit from this. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, again, upfront, I'm not a CPA consult your CPA, but, right. um, there are a lot of benefits from depreciating the building to help offset income, um, you know, um, paying yourself. So basically, you, you generally speaking, you, you spin up a separate company to own the real estate and your, your business will lease um, the space from the company that you own um, for tax reasons and liability reasons and things like that. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of, of, of benefits there. Um, both in the short and the long term, and it, you know, and again, you could you could realize all these tax benefits over time, particularly through the depreciation, offset the income, and if you eventually lease your building out to someone else, if your business is is bought, you know, you 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 don't have to recapture that unless you sell the building. Um, 
And if you sell the building, you could do a 1031 exchange into some other real estate at some point. And so there are ways to defer that taxation for, for quite a while that you just don't have if you're leasing the building. Yeah, and then I guess, um, you know, we haven't, maybe we haven't mentioned as much. You can, you know, as the value of the building goes up over time, if you need capital to expand your business or just to have it invest in, you know, diversify into something else, uh, that, that building in a lot of cases probably becomes a source of, of equity, right. For people to, um, you know, pull money out, refinance and, and use for something else. And it's not, you know, you're not being taxed on it. Like you kind of mentioned. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You, you could leverage that equity that that's, you know, growing over time, um, for whatever reason, um, you can pull it out or again, it strengthens your balance sheet. If you need to secure some other kind of financing downstream for your business or secure other opportunities, your net worth is growing because you own the real estate. Um, it's just a tangible piece of, of, of real property that grows. What, what is the, um, who is the typical person you are serving and, and helping? to make these kinds of moves? Like what kind of business owner or real estate investor, you know, areas, size, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, actually we work nationally on, on these types of programs. Um, generally we're in the, you know, most businesses we work with sort of are million dollar plus businesses. Uh, they're established and that, you know, they've got a track record. And the real estate that we work in, you know, we, we've got a dentist right now building a building in Texas, a $2.8 million business there. Um, so professionals, again, any of the, the, the local business owners that have a couple of HVAC companies right now buying larger spaces, warehouse spaces, trucking companies, um, acquiring warehouse. There's a lot of warehouse space going on uh, right now because of all the demand there. Um, and what's, what's interesting is that, you know, most of these, these entrepreneurs and, and business owners also are, they're diversifying into, you know, residential investments. So they're buying, you know, residential single family homes, apartment buildings, that sort of thing. So we fund those two up to about a hundred units. Um, generally we get larger than about 25, it, it, you know, there, there's a, a group involved or whatnot, but um but we serve all over the country. Um, you know, we we're we're a Zoom call away. You know, like our conversation here, and uh, um, it's it's just a lot of fun. Hold that thought for a second. Are you a new real estate agent looking to jumpstart your career, or perhaps you are an experienced agent looking to build and scale and get to the next level? If you are, I've got great news for you. After building and scaling multiple real estate businesses, I am now taking my real estate team to all 50 states. In fact, it's going to be international. I'm going to offer cutting edge technology, training in lead generation, team building, investing, and additional opportunities to build revenue streams. If you are interested and want to learn more about this opportunity, send me a text message directly to my cell phone. 703-638-4393. Again, text me at 703-638-4393. Yeah, yeah, I think the the concept is interesting and and something that you know small business owners, you know, if you maybe real estate brokers, if you own a you know, have a small real estate team, um you know, you, you should consider this, right? You can, 
kind of get more control over your space, potentially get it cheaper. You might not even have to put money down and you know, you've got the, the value of, of real estate potentially for tax savings and, you know, appreciation in the future access to the equity. So, you know, tons of reasons to do this. If people are interested in learning more about it or, um, you know, figuring out if they should connect with you about this, what, what should they do? What are, what are kind of next steps or resources that they can look at? Yeah, Dan, I'm glad you asked. So a couple of things. The, the first thing is um, we put together a webpage just for your listeners, and I've got a resource out there that they can grab. Doesn't cost them anything. Um, it's the critical questions to ask and answer before you seek funding. So it kind of helps you sort of think through the process yourself and 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 kind of uh, it's the process that we're going to start off with you. So we want to understand, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. We don't just dive in and, and throw a solution out there without really understanding what your short and long-term goals are. And so that's a great resource. And it's at our webpage. And that that address is VPC Victor Paul Charlie.capital. There's no dot com. It's VPC.capital slash podcast dash hyperfast. So there we're, we'll put that resource up. And, and if there's an immediate question or need, really the best thing is to go to, go to our website, go to that page, just click the button and schedule a 20 minute call with me. We'll have a conversation. We'll kind of dig a little deeper to find out if something like this makes sense for you now, or maybe potentially sometime in the future. Amazing. Thank you, Paul. Uh, before I sign off, I always like to do a hyperfast round at the end if you're ready for a couple rapid fire questions and answers here. Okay, let me get on my buzzer here. <laughs> All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate uh, investor? New real estate investor, uh, get a mentor, find someone who's done it before you that you can listen to who will help you avoid the minefields because there mm -hmm. are a lot of them out there. What's something that most investors do not do that you wish they all did? <laughs> um, take the emotion out of the out of the analysis. All right. What's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it? <laughs> uh, the Great Recession of 2008 um, had a business. It was a multi-million dollar business positioning to sell and uh, the lights went out. Uh, with the economy, liquidity dried up and the business crashed and burned. And so very painful. Um, took me a little, uh, a couple of years to get my sea legs and, you know, kind of pull myself back up and say, yep, I'm getting back in the arena again to start fighting again, because I'm like the scorpion, you know, the scorpion just is going to sting, you know, at the end of the day, he just, that's what I do. And so I, I couldn't go back and get a job. I had to go I had to go get back into business. So, all right. When you're not working on your business, what are you most likely doing? <laughs> um, something outside. I'm running, biking. Um, and if it's winter, I'm skiing. And if it's summer, I'm somewhere, hopefully, in the islands diving. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, I see myself, I currently live at the beach. I see myself with a mountain home. We've already picked out the location and we're putting on the plans. Um, I have a couple of businesses and I see the, the systems and, and, and people in place that are pretty much operating without me and allowing me to travel and do the things that I want to do.
All right. Where's where's the mountain home location? Uh, it's uh, in Virginia, uh, in Blacksburg. Okay. My, my wife and I went to school up there. My daughter's there now. We just love that part of the world. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Before I sign off, uh, best ways again for people to reach out and connect and learn more about what you do? Yeah, come to our website and then you can get the free resource or click the button and schedule an appointment. One more time, that's VPC Victor Paul Charlie dot capital slash podcast dash hyperfast. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Paul. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that would benefit from the lessons you heard or watched today, and I'll see you next time. Real estate agents, I have built out a group in all 50 states in many different countries as well, and I'm looking for people that want to partner with me and get the benefit of not one, but two nationally recognized coaching programs to help grow your business. If you are ready to join me at EXP or want to learn more information about it, I would be honored if you would send me a text message at 703-638-4393. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfast shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you wanna see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe